0: Welcome to the BWFA Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast series, brought to you by Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. This podcast is informational and not a specific recommendation. Please consult with your financial advisor. Hello, and welcome to a new podcast. This is Thad Ismart, Senior Financial Planner at Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. And today we're going to talk about Retirement plans and the confusion around the types of withdrawals you can make. Uh, And there's some other aspects we're gonna talk about today. Retirement account, I'm talking about a 401k or a 403b, 457 sometimes. A thrift savings plan, those are for government workers. These are all types of ways you can save while you're working for retirement. Typically, there's a matching contribution, meaning if you contribute a certain amount, the company, your employer, will contribute a matching amount. Uh, it's always advised, for the most part, to contribute up to the matching amount at least, but of course, save as much as you can while you can. While you're working, though, you may need the funds for various reasons. Um, some of those reasons would be maybe to purchase a home or to help out family members, uh, help or help with health care expenses, uh, and other things. Well, when can you take money out of your retirement plan? and what age is and what are the consequences. First, we're gonna start with the age 55 rule. If you leave your employer after the age of 55, you can withdraw those funds, distribution to you if you wanted to, and live off of them in retirement. And you won't have to pay the early withdrawal penalty. Typically, when you withdraw funds from a retirement account prior to age 59 and a half, there is a 10% early withdrawal penalty. You can avoid that. By leaving your employer after the age of 55, you'll have to pay income taxes, but there won't be an early withdrawal penalty. Once you reach the age of 59 and a half, most retirement plans allow you to withdraw the funds in what's called a an in-service distribution. This means that even while you're working, you may be able to take the funds out, maybe not to live off of, but you may want to transfer it to an IRA. This is a trustee-to-trustee trustee tax transfer, uh, and there is no taxes or penalties due. After you leave your employer, whenever that may be, you can then withdraw your funds, transfer it to an IRA. Or if you leave your employer and start a new job, and they have an employer plan, and your employer new employer allows it, you could withdraw all the funds, roll it over to your newer plan. In your plan, it's important to note that you probably have the option of traditional also known as pre-tax contributions, Roth contributions, and after-tax contributions. Pre-tax contributions go into the plans tax-free. They're not subject to federal and state, any state or local income taxes. When you withdraw the funds, you're gonna have to pay income taxes. It's gonna be treated as ordinary income. Roth contributions go in on an after-tax basis. When you withdraw the funds and it's a qualified withdrawal, those funds are tax-free, all the growth too. It's all tax-free to you. After-tax dollars, some plans allow you to contribute above and beyond the $22,500 annual limit, 30,000 if you're over the age of 50, allow you to contribute above and beyond that amount, up to, could be up to 63, $68,000. Very special plans, very unique, not many offer that. But if they do, you can contribute on an after-tax basis. Don't get a pre-tax deduction, you don't get the Roth growth, But the pre-tax growth is pre-tax, it grows tax deferred. You just have to pay income taxes on it. Some plans allow you to complete what's called in-plan Roth conversions, where you make the after-tax contribution and immediately convert it to Roth. It's a backdoor way to contribute more to your Roth. I mention this because if you transfer your accounts, and you have pre-tax, Roth, and after-tax, you need to know what to do with all those dollars. The pre-tax, it's simple transfer it to an IRA, trustee to trustee transfer, so it's going to be tax-free. Don't have to worry about it. Roth contributions that are in there, you want to transfer that to a Roth IRA. You don't want to take a distribution to yourself. You want it to grow tax-deferred, so all that tax growth is free to you. The tricky part is the after-tax. If you have after-tax dollars, not pre-tax, not Roth, but after-tax dollars when you roll over your plan, the IRS will allow you to transfer those after-tax dollars into Roth. Not the growth, but the after-tax dollars could go into Roth. Um, Common mistake, it's not a common mistake, but of mistakes, it's one of the most common is that when sometimes clients or folks leave their employer and they have after-tax dollars in there, the representative they're working with at the institution, the custodian of their current or former employer plan asks them what they want to do with it. And they let them know you can transfer those after-tax dollars to your bank account, which is true, but you probably don't want to do that. You want to transfer that to Roth IRAs. In an emergency, you can, for the most part, most plans allow this, do what's called a hardship withdrawal. Common mistake I've heard folks call this hardship withdrawals a hardship loan. That's not true. It's actually a hardship withdrawal. All it does is allow you to access your funds that you normally can't. Typically, it's because you're under the required age, 59 and a half, or you haven't left your employer after age 55, or you're still working, all of those. You can withdraw the funds in the bind in an emergency if you qualify. Usually there's an approval process by the um, director of the plan, the plan administrator. It doesn't save you on taxes and it doesn't save you from the early withdrawal penalty. It's just a way to access funds that you need in an emergency. You're still gonna owe taxes and you're still gonna owe a penalty. Another way to withdraw funds is through a loan. And this is one of the more common ways to withdraw funds from your current employer plan. They call it a loan, but it really is not a loan. It is a tax-free distribution to you that you pay back in the form of contributions. So they're not loaning you the plan, your retirement plan it's not loaning you money against your 401k, your TSP, your 403B. They're actually withdrawing. They're selling investments inside of your account and sending you a tax-free check. I've heard it many times from folks who have taken loans and these can be used for any reason and it's no appro- approval process. Typically it's up to $50,000 and you can have only X amount of loans out at a time. Uh, But folks may say, well, I'm taking a loan and there's gonna be an interest, but the interest I pay goes back to myself. And it does. If you pay interest, usually there is six, seven, eight, maybe higher now because of interest rates are higher. You do pay back yourself. But what folks don't understand or don't realize is that the loan repayment, because you received it as a pre-tax distribution, has to go back in as an after-tax contribution to account for the tax-free distribution you received. No penalty, but the taxes that you're paying with after-tax dollars. You're also paying the interest that you pay back to yourself with after-tax dollars. And that same interest you're paying with after-tax dollars back into your retirement plan, might might be a large amount relative to your 401k. When you withdraw it, it's gonna be taxed again because it's all pre-tax dollars. They don't differentiate the interest. So you're going to pay tax twice on the interest you pay yourself on that loan. More importantly, I would suggest is, as a downside, that you're selling assets, meaning that you're selling it, whatever the market's doing. If it's down 20%, you're selling when your investments are down. When you're buying back in, now it might be over time, you could dollar cost cost average in, which most, most people do from their paychecks, could also pay with a lump sum, but you don't know what the stock market is doing at that time. So you may be buying back at a higher price which means you would be selling low and selling low and buying high which we all know we don't want to do you want to buy high and sell low so those are the two main downsides to a 401k loan also a couple of common mistakes when taking money out from retirement accounts and i've mentioned this before in some of the seminars and webinars and podcasts is the pension exclusion amount in roth conversions If you have money in your retirement plan at the age of 65, you can withdraw money from your former employer plan and you won't have to pay any Maryland, if you're a Maryland resident, Maryland income tax on the first $30,000 or so. If you're married, both of you can do this. If you roll those same dollars over to an IRA and then take a distribution, you lose that pension exclusion amount. That pension exclusion amount is offset with the taxability in Maryland of social security. Maryland does not tax social security benefits. But if you start receiving benefits, every dollar of pension or withdrawal amounts that you take from your 401k or 403b, TSP, is reduced by every dollar that you have of Social Security because Maryland's not going to tax Social Security. So if you're receiving $30,000 of Social Security benefits and you have a $30,000 withdrawal from your 401k, you don't pay taxes on Social Security, but you will pay taxes in Maryland on that distribution. If you're not receiving social security benefits, then the first $30,000 or so and some change will not be taxed in Maryland. Also, it's important to note too, when it comes to Roth conversions, if your income is too high, you can complete what's called backdoor Roth IRA contributions. And that is simply where you contribute to an IRA You don't receive a tax deduction because anybody can contribute to an IRA. It's just whether you can receive a tax deduction if your income is below a certain threshold. The threshold to contribute directly to a Roth IRA is much higher. So if you can't contribute directly to a Roth IRA, then you can't contribute to a traditional IRA and get a pre-tax, get a deduction. So it's a pre-tax contribution. But again, anybody can make a contribution to a traditional IRA, just not receive a tax deduction. If this is the case and your income is too high, so this is the only way you can contribute to an IRA, you can then the next day take those same dollars, convert it into a Roth IRA. Basically taking out the after tax IRA contribution, putting into a Roth IRA, the tax you'll owe is the growth. The growth, if it's the next day, it'd be very minimal. In fact, it could be zero if you just park it in a money market fund. It might be a penny. That's it. You can do this every single year. The caveat is that if you have IRA balances, because the IRS does not differentiate between individual IRAs. An example would be if you have a $95,000 IRA made up of pre-tax contributions, perhaps it's a rollover from an old employer plan. Doesn't matter. Assume there's all pre-tax contributions. And then you make a $5,000 non-deductible IRA contribution. So now in your IRA, you have a total of $95,000 in pre-tax dollars, $5,000 in after-tax dollars. You can even separate it out, it doesn't matter. Put the 5000 in a separate IRA. Either way, the IRS looks at it in the same manner. They're looking at, imagine it, they're in a big weather balloon up top and they're looking down and they can't see all the individual IRAs. They see one big pot of money, no matter where it is. They see $95,000 of pre-tax dollars, $5,000 of after-tax contributions. So whatever you convert, $1, $99,000, $5,000, that dollar amount, because 95% of your IRA dollars are pre-tax, 95% of your Roth conversion is going to be pre-tax. The way to get around this is take that 95000 and put it into your current employer plan. It just has to go into a non-IRA. doesn't matter where it goes, non-IRA, to zero out your pre-tax dollars. And you may think, okay, great, I'm going to do this, I'm good to go. But let's say you do this in January, any time, early in the year. And then towards the end of the year, you decide to retire, And you think, well, I want to expand my options, my investment options. Um, I want to prep professional management. I'm going to roll over my 401k into an IRA. And you do that in December. Well, now when you file your tax return next year, on there, the IRS asks you what your IRA balance was at the end of the year. They're going to see that you have an IRA balance as of December 31st, 2023. They're going to tax your Roth conversion in the same manner as a previous example, because they don't know what's going on throughout the year. The, your tax return is a report card from the previous year and there's no timing. So if you have an IRA balance at the end of the year that has pre-tax dollars in it, even if you converted your after-tax contribution to a Roth IRA prior to that in the same year, you're still gonna owe taxes on that conversion in the same manner as the 95% example. So keep that in mind when you're transferring uh, money out from account to account, withdrawals, distributions, hardships, Loans can be very tricky, making costly mistakes and potentially could cause you to pay more income tax than you would have otherwise. Stay tuned for other podcasts and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. For questions, more information, or to schedule a conversation, please contact Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Past performance is no measure or guarantee of future returns. Investing in securities involves risk, including the risk of principal. The securities and services mentioned here may not be suitable for every investor. You should discuss these with your advisor prior to making a final determination based on your risk tolerance, your investment objectives, and your financial situation. Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor.